It's one of the most significant times on the sacred Jewish calendar. It is a holy convocation decreed by God. And what many Christians don't understand is that it holds great significance for us today. Discover the secrets of Rosh Hashanah today on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The biblical feasts of Israel are a cycle of Moedim, appointed times throughout the year. They're found in Leviticus chapter 23, six annual festivals plus the weekly observance of Shabbat. This week we enter into the first of what's known as the Fall Feasts. It's known today as Rosh Hashanah or the Jewish New Year. In the Bible, however, it's referred to as Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. I'll explain the difference a little later on in the program. Now Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets is followed 10 days later by Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and culminates five days after with Sukkot, the final feast called the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. Each biblical feast carries special meaning and prophetic symbolism that points to the Messiah Jesus and His atoning work for us. Some are fulfilled in His first coming and others will be fulfilled upon His return. So I invite you to stay with us as I explore the first feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah and what it means for you. This week we celebrate a very, very important uh, Jewish festival. Uh, the festivals are called Moedim, or appointed times. They're times of meeting with the Lord. And we're going to be looking today at the first of what's known as the Fall Feasts. It's called Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Rosh means head. So this is the head of the year. It's the Jewish New Year. And uh, this is not, though, what we find in the scriptures. In fact, in the scriptures, this is known as the Feast of Yom Teruah, or the Feast or Festival of Trumpets. Now, if you look at uh, Leviticus chapter 23, you see a cycle of annual Moedim, or appointed days, that's part of the, or that makes up the Hebrew calendar, or the lunar calendar that was observed by the children of Israel. And you have six feasts, or seven, depending on how you break it down, uh, over the course of the year. And these were mostly agricultural feasts. They were connected to various harvests. The children of Israel were farmers, basically, and they celebrated each harvest. There were different harvests. There was a barley harvest. There was a wheat harvest. Uh, there were various harvests throughout the year. And uh, first and foremost, the feast celebrated a harvest. Of course, we have the beginning feast, Passover, which commemorates the exodus out of Egypt. But primarily, this is a cycle of harvest festivals where the children of Israel were commanded to give thanks to the Lord for uh, a good harvest. Now, the feasts, or modim, pointed times, are divided into two different sets of festivals. You have the spring feasts, 
the beginning of the year, the spring uh, began the new year, and you have three feasts or four, depending on how you break it up, that uh, were part of the spring feasts. You have Passover, which is the beginning of the year. This is the first month, the month of, month of Nisan. And then you have a feast called First Fruits, and then Shavuot, Pentecost. Of course, we remember Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit was poured out specifically on this appointed time known as Pentecost or Shavuot. It was a harvest feast. It was the first gathering of the wheat harvest, and now this is the gathering of souls. Each festival, each appointed time has prophetic significance and in some way points us as a roadmap. Hebrews talks about scriptures being a roadmap, the Old Testament being a roadmap that points us back or forward rather to the Messiah, back to the Messiah in some ways and forward in, in other ways. Now I said that they're, they're divided into two. You have the spring feasts and these feasts were connected with the first coming of Messiah. He came in fulfillment as Passover as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He rose again on first fruits. The Holy Spirit was poured out on Shavuot, which was a pilgrimage feast along with Passover when all the men of Israel were commanded to come up to worship in the temple. There's, there's three pilgrimage feasts in scripture. There's Passover, there is uh, Shavuot, Pentecost, and then there's the final one, Sukkot. So we have the spring feasts that are connected with the first coming of the Messiah, but then we have a gap, a period of time, and three more feasts known as the fall feasts. So very interesting to those of you that are, uh, are um, students of Bible prophecy, end time Bible prophecy, you have three feasts connected with his first coming, you have a gap, and then you have three feasts, the fall feasts connected with his return which prophetically point to a Messiah who will return to this earth and will ultimately gather his people and set up a messianic age or messianic kingdom, a millennial reign according to Revelation chapter 20. Now along with this cycle of annual feasts you have the first feast which is a weekly memorial of creation known as Shabbat or the Sabbath. And that happens every week. It's a memorial to creation. It's a day of rest. And of course, the uh, scriptures have a lot to say about Sabbath. Now, what is the symbolism of the blowing of the shofar? And how does it connect prophetically to what's ahead? We're going to look at that in just a moment. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, 
Some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care, but you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burnus that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah on DVD. Plus, his eye-opening teaching on CD titled, The Feasts of Israel. These fascinating resources will strengthen your faith and enhance your understanding of the deep prophetic significance woven into the fabric of each of these important autumn feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $80 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources and our small authentic shofar and solid wood display stand. It will serve as a unique and deeply meaningful reminder that you are a part of something that is saving lives and opening Jewish eyes to the gospel of Yeshua. Traditionally used on Israel's holiest days, the shofar will also be a beautiful reminder that he is coming again. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. We're going to talk today about Rosh Hashanah, or the Jewish New Year. It's found in Leviticus chapter 23, and as I said before, it is the first of what's known as the Fall Feasts, the appointed time uh, that began a series of Fall Feasts. So look with me at Leviticus chapter 23, and actually it's very, very short. It starts in verse 23, and it simply says this. It's the Festival of Trumpets, the Feast of Trumpets, or in fact the Feast of, of the Shofar, Shofarim. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of Sabbath rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with shofar or trumpet blast. Do no regular work, but present a food offering to the Lord. Now, believe it or not, this is all that it says about this feast, the feast of trumpets, the feast of shofarim, the blowing of the shofarim or trumpets. Now, Notice that this was actually the first day of the seventh month. The biblical new year begins before Passover, and that's called Nisan or Abib. So a logical question. Why now is this the new year when it's the first day of the seventh month? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a good question, and I'll give you the answer. This is a later rabbinic addition. The rabbis tell us that this was the memorial of creation, that God created the world in the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month. And so the civil calendar now uh, celebrates the new year, not at Nisan or Abib before the Passover, 
but now on the Feast of Trumpets, renamed Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, but the biblical and the civil calendars are different. Uh, you may find that strange. It is a bit strange. This came about through rabbinic Judaism, which developed about a hundred years after Yeshua into the second century, and uh, probably the shift came not until sometime in the early Crusader or Middle Age period. But uh, this is now a significant feast where we celebrate a new year, a new beginning, and we have all kinds of traditions. Uh, we we uh, dip apples into honey, and uh, we have the greeting, Happy New Year. Uh, uh, and we, we wish people a, a wonderful new year. But biblically, scripturally, it was not the new year. It was simply the Feast of Trumpets or a time when a sacred assembly was called, the people did no work, and they blew the shofarim. So what is the prophetic or biblical significance of Yom Teruah? Well, this, as I said, is the first of what we call the fall feasts. The spring feast I talked about, Passover, first fruit, Shavuot, Pentecost, or weeks, are connected with Messiah's first coming. But now you have the first uh, of the fall feasts connected with Yeshua's return. And so, again, we're simply commanded to blow the shofar, okay? This is going to take us on a journey, on a 15-day journey that uh, 10 days later will include the celebration of the most holy day of the year. And I'll teach on that uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And that, of course, is uh, when the high priest, according to the book of Hebrews, went into the Holy of Holies only that one time of the year with the blood of the sacrifice on behalf of the people. This was the one time a year that Hebrews tells us the high priest would go and make sacrifice. And so this is the holiest day of the year. And there's great symbolism connected to uh, Yom Kippur. And then five days after that, we celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the final ingathering. Again, prophetically connected with what's ahead prophetically when Yeshua returns to this earth or in the days immediately preceding his return up to the time that he actually returns and gathers his people, his elect, from the four corners of the earth. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day when he gathers the elect from the four corners of the earth, when he establishes his millennial kingdom on this earth. Are you looking forward to that day? Are you looking to his return? I hope you are. I sure am. But the Bible tells us that he's going to return physically. He's going to return in bodily form. He's not going to return to New York. He's not going to return to Paris. He's not even going to return to Rome. He's going to return physically to Jerusalem. He's going to return to the Mount of Olives where he left from. The mountain will, will break in two. He'll enter through the Golden Gate and uh, it's plugged up now, it's been filled in by the Muslims, but guess what? It will separate and he will uh, walk up to the Temple Mount and he will inaugurate his messianic reign, the messianic age, Ganadin, the world to come. And it's gonna be a glorious time of ruling and reigning with him.
Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care, but you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burnus that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah on DVD. Plus, his eye-opening teaching on CD titled, The Feasts of Israel. These fascinating resources will strengthen your faith and enhance your understanding of the deep prophetic significance woven into the fabric of each of these important autumn feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $80 or more, to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources and our small authentic shofar and solid wood display stand. It will serve as a unique and deeply meaningful reminder that you are a part of something that is saving lives and opening Jewish eyes to the gospel of Yeshua. Traditionally used on Israel's holiest days, the shofar will also be a beautiful reminder that he is coming again. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel. And through that, we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. These are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, most of them have never been to a, a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care. And we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the B'nai Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days. 
and it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you, and in the midst of using you, he will change you as well. We need you to say, Hineni, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's been a, a remarkable experience for us. Uh, it's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I, I am a big giver. And so I felt that this was the next step to use the, the skill that God has given me to, to help mankind. When you're here, you get an opportunity to serve God. And it's, it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifice is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing their, your love to them. So it's and changed you. It's. It, it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can serve his children that are hurting. I know when I arrived in uh, Zimbabwe, I was pretty nervous. I'd never set up a tent in my life. One of my friends back home brought his tent and backpack and other camping gear over and showed me how to set it up in my backyard one night. Certainly, if I can take a bucket shower and live in a tent for a week and do all of that when I have literally no outdoor experience, I think just about anyone can. And I feel like I'm doing um, more good for people maybe even back home. I love that the patients are so appreciative. The pathology here is incredible. There's some many tropical diseases that we never see in the United States. When I come with JVMI, I'm always impressed by the efficiency of how they work patients through, how many people that we are capable of seeing in a week, and really doing a, a marvelous job, really loving the people. I think when you see the need, um, when you take care of some of these people who are so poor and so appreciative and really so very sick, it draws you back again and again. And really coming and doing some of these trips is what helps me keep going during the year when I'm doing my regular practice. And what's so precious about these, these outreaches with JVMI is that they're being offered prayer and the gospel. The people are receiving that at the end of the, their walk through our clinic. And so in other words, they're getting both. And that to me is the best, the very best. We've seen children who, who couldn't speak, they couldn't hear, they, they, were, they, they couldn't do anything. I, I'm shocked. And then, and then they can speak, and, and they can hear, and they can say their names. Babies, that, that there was this 18-month-old baby that, that couldn't even stand up or sit up, nothing. And, and then it had uh, witchcraft bracelets on its wrist. They were cut off, and the baby sat up immediately. I mean. <laughs> eyes, eyes to see with adults. I've seen so many miracles. I, my heart is, is just filling up. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be changed over this entire experience. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. Be an important part of God at work in these last days, gathering his people back to himself. We need volunteers urgently for this outreach, medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people. Say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please answer the call.
Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burness, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover Lamb, and ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, with eye care, dental care, and it's all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today? Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. Just call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice 
and just like us on Facebook and we'll keep you updated on all that's going on here at Jewish Voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.